The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, I have a theme for today's show. It's all about automobiles. And, of course, I open up with something I read in Luxury Daily, Forrest Carmini uh, talked about Mercedes-Benz, and recently the luxury car manufacturer uh, revealed a car of the future. Um, it was at uh, the Tokyo Motor Show. Uh, for those of you who weren't able to go, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of you who weren't, uh, there's a video posted to Mercedes' Facebook page. Um, but really, they're looking to nab Generation Z. Those are the youngest of our consumers, as you may know. Um, it's called the Vision Tokyo concept model. It's an electric-powered, autonomous driving vehicle aimed at urbanites of the future. And, in fact, they call it the Mobile Club Lounge, and it certainly does sound like one. It also looks like one if you want to go check out that video. Uh, the interior and exterior of the car are lined in an electric light blue. Uh, the entertainment system is made up of 3D holograms rather than a two-dimensional surface with, of course, um, buttons and touchscreen is what we're used to now. And then as you look inside that uh, vehicle, there's an oval couch. Uh, I know, a couch in a car. And it's all about making space for conversation and interaction. Because this is a car not necessarily about just transportation, but more about um, making it more of a social situation. The steering wheel is even out of the way. Uh, The driver's seat is immersed within the center of the couch, unless, of course, you need to drive, and then it emerges. So it kind of pops in and pops out. There's a battery that can be charged via induction, good for 120 miles. There's also a fuel cell-powered system that generates hydrogen fuel for the car, and that's good for another 500 miles or so. So it sounds really, really futuristic, Uh, very cool. It comes also uh, with, there is an app as well called Mercedes Me. It's a connected car app, billed as the first ever app of its kind and the first step in a new era of digital transformation, according to the author. So, Mercedes definitely paving the way there. Um, so if you want to get a glimpse of the car of the future, check out the automaker's uh, Facebook page. Our first profile today is the Nicole Miller Networker, a woman in her late 40s and 50s, self-employed, owner of a small to mid-sized business, working full-time. Uh, kids are in college or high school, making more than 60000 a year. Uh, likes to stand out in a, cr- a crowd. Ambitious and motivated, she calls herself. A little bit of a workaholic, and of course she probably is if she owns her own business. Uh, She has to juggle a lot of different things, as you can imagine. She likes to live in the moment and take advantage of everything there is to life. 
not just her job, but also, you know, what she's doing in her free time. She values quality items and is, again, open to trying new things. So where is she shopping? Uh, Nine West, Williams-Sonoma, Bloomingdale's are all big as well as Nordstrom. She's driving a Cadillac, a Toyota, a Volvo, and a Lexus and a Lincoln would be her top car manufacturers. Um, and top media choices, a little bit of everything from Money Magazine to Better Homes and Garden and Style, People, Arc Digest. So she's all over the map and she's watching Food Network, HBO, HGTV, and TLC as well as Discovery Channel. Well, my guest today knows a lot about automakers. In fact, anything to do with vehicles, Jody DeVere certainly knows about it. She's the CEO of AskPatty.com and uh, if you're a listener to Purse Strings, you've heard Jody on the program before. Those of you who may not have heard of AskPatty.com, it's a website, a blog, a marketing to women agency providing automotive education to women consumers, as well as training and marketing support, education, and certification to car dealers and others in the industry. Uh, Jody is a well-known speaker and much in demand, especially in the industry, whether it's at the American Car Care Centers Group, Mercedes-Benz Corporate, ironically enough, National Automobile Dealers Association, and others. And today she's on the show to talk about what's going on in the auto industry as we look to the future, but then also what's going on today, especially relative to women. Um, We know uh, women can be an underserved demographic within that uh, vertical. So I'm excited to have Jody on to talk about what's happening with women and car manufacturers. So stick around. Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents... The 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is February 15th, 2016. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your entry today at iacaward.org. That's iacaward.org. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. You know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat 
by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retam. Welcome back. I'm excited to have Jody DeVere on the show today. She's the CEO of AskPatty.com, which is a website, blog, and marketing to women agency. All about automotive, whether it be education, training, support, education, certification to those in the industry and those who benefit from the industry. Jody, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for having me. It's, I'm excited. It's, just, it's such a great show. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm always excited to have you on. You always bring such great insights into the sometimes interesting and uh, convoluted world of automotive, especially, <laughs> I think, uh, with all the things that are happening in the industry. And, and you probably heard a little bit of the Mercedes Benz Hangout Car of the Future that I talked about at the top of the show, which is, of course, tailored to that really, really young consumer who can't even drive yet, Gen Z. And I know you, you are on the front lines of what's coming down the pike, so to speak, in automobiles, and you see these things all the time. What are some of the new and next that's on the horizon that's captured your attention lately? Well, it's, it, it's right at the start of what we call car show season in the automotive uh, world. Uh, the LA Auto Show will kick that off shortly and, you know, on up to uh, the – Detroit Auto Show, show, which is a really a place where all of the cars of the future are shown and all the new technologies as well as what's coming out in 2016 and 2017. And so this is a great time of year because there's a lot of chatter about all these new features, including you, you want to know what's, what's coming up on the way far horizon are the self-driving <laughs> vehicles by Google, Mercedes, BMW, Tesla are all in line and more importantly, I think there are more self-driving features on cars. I'm sure you're familiar with uh, some vehicles now that have the self-parking feature for parallel mm-hmm. parking. But I think that trend is going to continue because that allows the driver less stress and, and it's a great safety feature. I know. And it's funny. My daughter is 15 and she just has her permit right now. And I can attest that I would love to have the self-driving parallel parking feature on my car. <laughs> uh, it would make things a lot easier right now. Um, you know, autom- automobile makers, I know they're always looking out on the horizon and trying to adapt their designs to what they believe consumers really want. And when we talk about consumers, we're talking about women, too. And I know that women play a large role into the the considerations for design. Can you talk a little bit about whether you think automobiles are doing an even better job of designing cars to meet uh, the needs of, of us women? And if so, you know, maybe some examples of that. Sure. I, you know, I interact uh, at Ride and Drive events throughout the year with other women bloggers, by the way, which is a great way for automakers to share, have the, these latest and greatest features known by women who are you know, writing blogs uh, aimed at consumer women. Um, and I, you know, one of the things that I don't believe that automakers should make a car for a woman, I think because women is a very 
it's a huge demographic. I mean, they're moms. Of course, they're going to want different features than the single lady, right? Or mm-hmm. um, for uh, the retired folks. And and surprisingly, because I, I get all these stats from IHS of what vehicles women are actually buying. And you might be surprised, you know, in certain areas of the country, women are a high percent uh, purchasers of pickup trucks, you know, down mm. in the southwest. So, I, I don't think there's a car for women, but what I do know is that there's some aerodynamics and design features, just like in art. And when you have women on the design teams for these cars, which many manufacturers are doing that at Nissan, at General Motors, at Ford, uh, Infinity, um, when they have input into the design of the car, I think by nature, they these vehicles um, resonate with women who want to drive mm-hmm. that uh, f- that form or that fit for a car. Buying a car is all about your personal tastes and needs. It's I always uh, like to talk about buying a purse. Every woman, you know, we love our purses, and it, it, it says something about us. Some of us have to carry big, giant <laughs> purses because we have a lot of stuff. And I know women who will get away with the little tiniest purse. I don't know what they put in there, nothing, like a credit card, your driver's license, and a lipstick <laughs> You know, and I think that's the way that car makers need to uh, approach women in their very needs. But I don't think there should be a pink car for women or anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. I, because what kind of car would you drive if you could drive any car you'd like? <laughs> oh, I know what I would drive. I would drive a convertible. See? And I would, uh, yeah, I absolutely would buy, in, in Minnesota, too, I would drive a convertible. <laughs> but not right now. <laughs> Not right now, but, you know, in my dream, it's, it's warm, you know, 24-7, 12 months out of the year, too. So, but, but, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. And I, I, as with any industry, I never advocate that, you know, you need something that's just made for women because we have um, a high threshold of what we want and demand out of products, as we should. To your point, I think a lot of it is about um, ergonomics and um things that just seem to make sense, that we feel comfortable in the car, right? That um, that there's displays and things that are helpful to us and would likely be helpful to men too uh, as well, but it's something that might put us at ease a little bit more so. And with that in mind, I mean, do you feel like there are car manufacturers that maybe take those considerations a little bit more to heart when when designing vehicles? I do. I do. I I think there are, um, and really it comes down to, how do I know? Who are the top five automakers that are selling the most cars to women? Now, it would make sense that those top five Mm -hmm. would be the ones that are addressing the needs of women most, correct? So that would be Toyota, Honda, Ford, Nissan, and Chevrolet. Those are the top mm-hmm. five automakers that sell the most cars, that was last year, to women. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of safety features, um, they, they like the way they feel and fit in the car. Women, a lot of women's bodies are smaller, so they fit their body more. Or in some cases, I know some of the reasons, there's a lot of technology in cars now some of it is safety features, but some of it is entertainment and the, you know, the ability to um, be mobile and on the go. A lot of us are multitasking women. You know, you said you're on your cell phone right now. Well, heck, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can work from anywhere. 
And so having that connectivity, Ford is big on, you know, the connected car and being able to really use your vehicle is almost a mobile home. Wherever you go, mm-hmm. you can stay connected um, to your social networks, to your friends and family. GPS is now almost standard on every vehicle. And if you don't have it, you could just plug your you know, your phone in and use that as your GPS. So I think mm-hmm. technology, especially for millennials and younger, that connected generation. And so those five makers, however, as a percent of sales, the top two that have the most sales of women overall as a percent, over 50% of their vehicles are sold to, sold to women are many and Kia, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's you, interesting. I wonder why. Is it because they're they're smaller? Do you think that's it? Well, Kia. Uh, well, actually, Kia has um, uh, the CRVs and an SUV. Well, that's so it, true. They do have larger. Mm-hmm. But a lot of when you look at the um, makes and models that women are buying, actually, a lot of CRVs. CRVs seem rather than SUVs, partly because of mm-hmm. fuel economy. Um, also, the mid-sized sedans seem to be, you know, because I'm just talking about brands, but the the makes are CRVs, some SUVs, and mid-sized sedans seem to be the the that is the most type of car sold to women overall. And mm-hmm. uh, fuel economy, you know, of course, minis are cute. I I drive a mini; they're cute. You know, mm-hmm. I can see that. It doesn't break it down by the age grouping of demographics. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely uh, cost is a factor. Um, not all women are married. There are many single women and single moms out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I see in this trend that I'm looking at is that there's a lot of really affordable uh, vehicles here that provide a tremendous amount of value in terms of um, safety features and connectivity, a really high um you know, NHTSA safety standards, five-star ratings in their vehicles. That's really important with women, too. Um, but I also think women buy cars kind of like it's a lifestyle choice. Like, you know, depending mm-hmm. on what they do, like you want a convertible because that's, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> right. Or, you know, some women are into it. I would look good in it, Jody. I would you look, look good great in, it. in a convertible. <laughs> yes. That's the whole reason. That and the wind in my hair. <laughs> And then, you know, a subset of that is the luxury market, obviously. And, you know, those women who are in that economic bracket uh, or, you know, choose to have uh, a luxury vehicle, that's a whole other demographic of women and buyers. And I think you mentioned it. When it we'll talk about it a little bit more in one of your other questions that millennials are really pushing the envelope there because they, mm-hmm. you know, it's a status symbol. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Oh yeah, it, it looks like you've you know you've arrived. You've been able to afford a luxury vehicle. So some you must be doing something right, right? And I think you know the younger you are, you might just be a little bit more wrapped up in that. Um, before we go to break, though, I do since we were talking about the car of the future when we first started out uh, in our conversation, and I talked about at the top of the show, and because you see and experience so many uh, fabulous things that the automobile industry has to offer. If you were going to make your own car of the future, besides maybe the self-driving car, what features would it have? Well, for me, I love all the new warning systems that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Like I, definitely a backup camera for sure, mm-hmm. which on many cars is now required, of course. Um, I like the lane departure. Um, I think that should be standard on 
every vehicle, the lane departure signal, where it actually t- signals you that you're going over the line. I mm-hmm. also uh, love the parking assist because I think I don't like to have dings and dents on my ben- my bumpers. And I also am a connected woman, and so I want to be able to be really totally hands-free. And I think that's still being worked out. Some of the um, way that you connect with your vehicle does, uh, I think, still it provides an inopportune uh, window of distracted driving. And so mm-hmm. I think they need to refine a little bit more some of the things that you're doing while you're driving so that you're not distracted. You know, safety first mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. And and also, um, I love I, – I, you know, I have a bunch of grandchildren, so infotainment. I think that's a big thing that um, they need to make that more affordable. When you go on a road trip and you can put a little Disney movie on and have your kids just mm-hmm. be quiet, your kids or grandkids quiet and having a good time in the car – I, I, I'd like to see more and more of that made affordable in vehicles. And last but not least, fuel economy, which is mandated mm-hmm. by 2020. But, you know, uh, I don't know what fuel prices are in Minnesota right now. But in California, it goes way high and way low. Who knows who's controlling that? But it do, it really impacts the family budget, the fuel economy. And so we mm-hmm. want we want a lot. We want a lot of connectivity. I want fuel economy. I want a car that represents my lifestyle, I, and I want it to be affordable. Mm-hmm. I like all of that, too. Now, where can I find it? I think that there are a lot of surprising um, vehicles out there that fit that, that um, you know, my, my requisition. If I was going to say, okay, I, I'm going to go buy a car, and here's it. I think there are a lot of vehicles, surprisingly, um, automakers are addressing those needs, and um, you know, I, I have I get to, in a couple of weeks I get to test drive the new Lexus line that's coming out, mm, and even lucky Lexus, you, I know I'm so excited, you know, um, and you know they have the very high end Lexus, but they also have some models that you know can fit that budget that you want to be in. You know, it it may not have mm-hmm. all the extreme budgets. Hybrid cars are very popular, you know, for, I'm a Californian, mm-hmm. that's important to us here, we're all green over here, you know, we, we, mm-hmm. we want to we save the planet. And so, uh, hybrid technology is becoming more affordable, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, I think you need to shop, and you need to be a savvy shopper, and I think you need to look at vehicles that maybe you haven't looked at before. Uh, Buick, the Buick line, it has some beautiful, affordable vehicles that are really luxurious that you would never think about. Mhm. Mhm. Right. I think we as consumers just uh, need to understand what's important to us, and then have an open mind, right? Yeah. And what we're willing to look at. And I think there's, you know, many of us as with any brand, we have our go-tos that we're really comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when it comes to cars, there's a lot of innovation out there, and and to your point, from some unexpected places. Uh, <laughs> But we're going to take a really quick break, and when we come back there, we're going to talk about luxury vehicles. So you talked about Lexus. You get to drive their new line. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into luxury car sales and women. So everybody stick around. Jody DeVere is going to have much more when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. 
Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important reinventing keyword research simplifying campaign optimization redefining competitive analysis spyfu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your seo and ppc campaigns new tools new data and a brand new look we've streamlined spyfu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently more accurately and more intuitively visit spyfu.com that's s-p-y-f-u.com and start downloading your competitors keywords now try it free. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. I've been chatting today with Jody DeVere, CEO of AskPatty.com. We've been talking about cars of the future and and some of those vehicles that have really innovative uh, features that may have been futuristic a few years ago but are here in the now, like lane departure, backup cameras, parking assist, connectivity, um, great fuel economy, all of those things that that we can find. And how, uh, when it comes to women and auto manufacturers, that they are getting more and more savvy about the things that we require, what we're really looking for when buying our next best car. And um, that brings us to luxury vehicles. Jody, I know you wrote a blog recently on luxury car sales and women. And, you know, I, as most readers, I suspected that boomers or late Gen Xers were the ones purchasing the most of those kinds of vehicles. But I think I'd be wrong based on what I read <laughs> in your blog. Can you share a little bit more about that? You know, I was actually tasked to write this story, and I thought the same thing. Good thing I did my research. And it turns, <laughs> good thing. Good thing. It actually turns out that um, millennials are more likely to earn more than their male partners uh, in comparison to uh, previous generations. And typically, there's two incomes if they're married. And so this allows them to have the budget for luxury and also, um, uh, they again see it as a part of a status of achievement that I, you know, I'm happening. And um, also, millennials are not buying homes, but they're they, they'd rather have the car. So they have different mm-hmm. sort of choices that they're making in their <laughs> budget. Um, and so, um, I think that surprisingly, uh, these millennial. Uh, savvy women are are purchasing a major portion. And now I want to think about the dealer experience here because they're also, and it's one of the reasons that I wrote the article. It's like, hey, dealers, you know, if you have a young mm-hmm. a couple come in or a young woman come in, don't think she can't afford to buy that, you know, fully loaded Lexus or BMW because she can. 
Mm -hmm. where, where she could definitely lease it. So don't profile that all luxury marketing is going to the baby boomers or, you know, only uh, presidents of companies. You know, you often think, oh, well, attorneys and, you know, um, CPAs, mm -hmm. the, the, those are the women who are going to be uh, driving those vehicles. And I, and I think this is just generally a misnomer in the auto industry that they make a lot of assumptions that are not true about mm -hmm. women. Like they need to catch up. <laughs> they need to catch up with us a little bit on our spending. And this was one of those times that I thought, wow, um, I was surprised too, and, and happily so. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny, you know, you talked about the, the car industry catching up with female consumers kind of plays into a couple of my questions about, you know, walking into showrooms can be a little intimidating. I think still today when there's all that information on the internet and we've all done our research and become armed with all that information into the showroom, but it still, I think, can be a, a little intimidating. And I'm not, I don't think being stereotypical here when I think that if I'm a single woman walking in, I'm kind of loaded for bear, right? To have a, a hard hitting negotiation. Do you, do you feel that women have gained confidence through information? Um, when they come in to buy a vehicle and do you feel like um, that that confidence may be generational, that, that maybe older women are still lagging in that ability to walk in and negotiate a good deal? Absolutely. I, I really see younger women and men see each other more as equals now mm -hmm. in that generation. And she feels much more savvy. Why? You know, the last 10 years, the internet, the information <laughs> that is available to women about the car buying process, she could basically know the, what the dealer paid for the vehicle that she wants to buy. Mm -hmm. Every option and feature. There's so much great information, including at AskPatty.com, for women to make good decisions. And, and actually, statistically, she spends more time preparing for her trip to the dealership to purchase her vehicle so that she cannot be taken advantage of. So women have become much more savvy and more confident. I think less in the service servicing than maintaining their vehicle. There's still some room for growth for women, uh, paying a little bit more attention to that area of the car, but definitely in car buying. And, you know, I, I think the, the dealer world um, has gotten better, but there's a major growth needed and training needed for them to address the needs of women and create a culture and sort of a customer experience that she feels really welcome and it's fun to buy a car. I mean, mm -hmm. has it ever been fun for you to buy a car? <laughs> uh, you know, the one time it was fun to buy a car is when I could afford to pay for the car flat out and I knew I didn't have to negotiate really. I mean, I knew what the car cost. I knew I could pay cash for it, and I was so relieved because I wouldn't have to negotiate. So I would say beyond that one very rare time, no, it hasn't been that great. And I think, and in fact, I've actually walked out of dealerships because I was either ignored or treated rudely. Um, or, worse yet, they addressed my husband and didn't address me. And um, so, and I not only walked out, I never, ever, ever went back. And I today can tell you exactly which dealerships those were. And I don't mind telling anybody else about it either. So I think your point about salespeople 
um, you know, increasing their skills and learning how to deal with female consumers is absolutely critical. You know, for the bottom line, uh, women now have more driver's license than men. And we influence 85% of automotive. We spend, you know, between uh, purchasing vehicles and service and parts about $300 billion a year. And so it, it seems like a great investment. And getting more women working in the dealership, especially in mm-hmm. leading roles. I, I just had a very long conversation with an automaker about this. And it's, you know, it's kind of old school over there. And so the savvy dealerships are really stepping up to the plate and winning market share with women. But there's a lot of room for growth there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what tips would you share with salespeople about selling to women so that maybe there's some listening today that could benefit? Well, you, you know, I, I'm going to say from a salesman or saleswoman point of view, the most important uh, is to understand that women are want to be seen as very savvy. Here she is, their mobile device, she's got all this information on the internet. She's if she's coming to buy a car, she's employed, she may even have a high level career. Do not talk down to us. Treat us with respect. Don't profile us and say, oh, it's a little, you know, if one more guy calls me baby honey sweetheart in a situation like that, I'm going to just smack him. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. That's very disrespectful. But more important, so treat me with respect and do not assume that I, you know, I don't need help. Like, where's your husband? You know, women Mm -hmm. are still being asked that. It's crazy. That's crazy. The, The second thing is, please listen to me. Women like to tell their story about what, what kind of car, and, and this is actually uh, a, a skill that women need to use in and out of the dealership selling, is to listen and not interrupt, and just let her mm-hmm. tell her story, and, and in that way, you let her drive the, the sales process, the, the pace, right? Don't rush me, mm-hmm. listen to me, and try and... The third thing I would do as a salesperson is try and shorten the time it takes to buy a car. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a busy person. If I have children, I'm, I, you know, I have a lot of commitments. If I'm working, please don't make me sit in the dealership for six or seven hours. Just give mm-hmm. me the car, for God's sakes. <laughs> you <know? laughs> could you put, literally, an experience I had, it was like, please, could just give me the car. In fact, I almost think they make you wait so long that by the time you get to the negotiation, you'll do anything. Just give me the exactly. car. Exactly. Just get me out of here. Give me the keys and let me drive off the lot. I so agree with you. Well, and less haggle, I think, less time. Yes, exactly, exactly. Less less hassle, more time. Absolutely, and I think that would go for a lot of different industries as well. Well, I wish you the best of luck with the busy car season. As you said, it's just starting, and lucky you, you get to go do some test driving with Lexus. Um, and I'm sure there's more blogs in your future. So I, I do encourage everyone to go on and. Follow Jody either on Twitter or go to AskPatty.com where you, there's just a, lots of resources when it comes to automobiles and automobile buying and especially tailored for the, the female consumer. And as always, Jody, it's always great to have you on. Thank you so much for being back. Well, thank you. And you have a wonderful day. 
Thank you, too. And thanks to my producer, George. And join me right here next week for another edition of First Dream, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.